Hi, welcome to You Heard About Pluto. My name is Jennifer Smith. Um, I'm here with my friend. You may have heard of him. His name is Jake Williams. You might know him as Jambalaya Jake. How you doing, Jake? I'm fine, and I'm very, very excited to talk about Pluto, and specifically the program that we are going to be discussing tonight. All right, so um, the show is going to start soon, but before we do that, real quick, how often do you watch Pluto? Do you know about Pluto? What's your knowledge level? So um, I am newish to Pluto. I probably started watching stuff on Pluto, I would say, a month or two ago. It's sometime during this indistinguishable quarantine time that we now yes. live in. Yes. Um, I kind of, I feel like I had heard about it, but it was one of those things like I've heard of so many like apps and all that I'd really understand what it was. And like you started doing the podcast and then I just heard like you and other people talk about it. And then I finally checked it out and like realized what it was. And then once I realized what it was, I was completely hooked. Yes. Like, and I love it. It's like this amazing, like, free land where, like, <laughs> just shows on just all the time, all day long. And, like, that's not different from every other platform we have for some reason. But Pluto is special. It's something, like, for some reason for me, it captures this, like, weird nostalgic feeling of, like, flipping channels, mm-hmm. like, before everything was streaming. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you just had, like, cable and you're just flipping through the guide, and there would be random stuff. It's like, I don't have cable anymore, so I, the flipping the channels thing is not something I do anymore. And, like, Pluto completely gives me an itch, and especially because everything on Pluto is kind of, a lot of it seems so, like, obscure, and I yes. love that. Yes, and, and like you said, the nostalgia is for whatever. I mean, like, for a variety of different, like, interests and fandoms, like, from horror to sitcoms and comedy i mean like it's amazing and something is always on and i i like that you have to catch it on um yeah you know if you want to watch something from the beginning although i do believe they have an on-demand feature now like i feel like when i started mm -hmm. the show they didn't so i feel like that's um fairly new i haven't messed around with the on-demand because i i kind of don't have any interest in that i want to see what Mm-hmm. Pluto has, you know, at any given time. And that's what kind of set, like, because with Netflix and all, it's like you have to commit to something. You feel like you're picking it. Mm-hmm. So it, like, can get you this, like, decision paralysis and stuff where you don't know what to pick. Mm-hmm. Where when this comes on, it's like you just see something. You're like, I'll just put that. And they've done a really good job of making it, like, like when you click it, it just pops up. Like, there's really not a lot of loading and everything. Mm-hmm. It really feels like you're watching, like, channel surfing, which is cool. Yes. Yes. So we have chosen um, a fantastic show called America's Test Kitchen to watch tonight. And um, this is a fantastic cooking show. Um, I knew it as Cook's Country like several years ago. Um, I don't even remember where I watched it. PBS or it feels like some. And it's a very PBS vibe to it. Yeah. I think it is like a PBS show. Um, so I, I really don't know the history of the show that much, but, um, they take a very scientific approach in the kitchen. Um, 
and they're really thorough with all of their vetting and like testing of ingredients and recipes and equipment and anything that you can think of to do with the kitchen. So it is on channel, what did I say, 605 on Pluto, and we are catching the newest or the episode that's on tonight, and it is starting now. Um, mm. How did you get into America's Test Kitchen? On Pluto? So, yes, pretty much on Pluto. I'd never seen it. Now, I think I'd heard of it before because I am very into cooking shows. Mm-hmm. And so I think before I was trying to look for a cooking show where it was like something that would like teach you about cooking, like where I could pick up certain things because I like to cook and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted something that would give me tips because a lot of cooking shows, it's like professional chefs and like. They're doing like all this intricate stuff and they're really like they're showing you how to make it sort of, but it's, you know, they're not really going through like they're not trying to teach you much. And so Mm -hmm. I was looking up like, well, what is cooking shows that teach you? And a lot of what I found is like, oh, if you watch America's Test Kitchen, like they show you different techniques and stuff. And so I was trying to figure out, well, how do I watch the show? Mm -hmm. And it said it was like, oh, it's on Pluto. And I was like, oh, shit, it's on Pluto. Like, yes, amazing. And then it had an entire channel and, and it's. And now I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, it like it has such an addictive quality to it, and and like and like you said that I really loved your point about the decision paralysis because you're like I don't want to get into something heavy or like I don't want to start like a whole series or and this is just like wonderful um, to like kind of let your mind just yeah. not think about things for a little bit. Um, and I really enjoy cooking too. And America's Test Kitchen to me is unique because it's a lot of celebrity shows are about the celebrities, the chefs themselves and their personality through the food and like personal stories and stuff like that, which I, I mean, I enjoy that as well. But this is like very like um, instructional and like scientific and um, they present it in a very pleasant and clear cut way uh, all the recipes and the techniques and it's not super about recipes it's more about literally teaching you how to cook things and understanding um, some of the science behind it yeah like the like general concepts of cooking like when you're yes. doing this like if you're sauteing something make sure you do it like this because this we tried it a hundred different ways, and this mm-hmm. is the proper way to saute mm-hmm. like an onion, which and I sounds them. like it might be like, yes, like you really do believe them. Like they have such credibility because mm-hmm. one thing they do that's really – they do a good job of is like anytime they're doing something in the background, you just see like hordes of cooks like yeah. testing stuff, just cooking in the background. So you know, like the test – yeah, like the test kitchen – we are testing things. Even while we shoot this segment, there's yep. some guy in the back that's making like 400 apple pies trying to figure <laughs> out what is the right amount of sugar to put in an apple pie. And, it's like, it's like yeah. the uh, OCD version of a cooking show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like very detailed, specific uh, instructions. And, you know, the hosts are perfect for this because – they're pleasant and they're credible and, you know, they'll make little asides or little personal comments and stuff sometimes, but they're not super into telling you their life story. No. Um, so our hosts for this are Bridget and God, why can't I never remember the other lady's name? I know. It's Bri- Julia. Julia. Yes, Julie. Um, 
I, I love this pairing. I, I ship them. I don't know if they're a couple or not. I feel like they're probably not, but yeah. I, they have like a real sweet, like gentle, but like playful inner energy and they make awesome looking food. Yeah. And they make like, like you said, they, they balance it so well where they will make jokes and stuff, but it never becomes like overbearing. Mm-hmm. And just, it's like the whole vibe of the show. Cause like when we describe it, it, sounds like it would be boring as shit kind of i guess <laughs> to some does. people yeah but it's like it has that perfect which i think it is a pbs show like mm-hmm. oh it's outside of pluto but it has that perfect like relaxing pbs show vibe to Super. it like you yes. said it's like the perfect background show to just put on while you're doing something else it's like the bob ross of cooking shows yes oh perfect <laughs> i love bob ross <laughs> i know me too um, so they're making uh, like some sort of uh, cheese lasagna, cheese and tomato lasagnas. I think that's what it said. Um, yeah, and that's part of it too. Is they they never make anything like super elaborate. It's mm-hmm. more about cooking like kind of simple stuff, but doing it scientifically perfect. Yes, like to a T, and it's never intimidating. It's never overwhelming what they're doing. Like everything that they're doing. You're just like, I could do that. Like, that That seems very easy to me. And I have tested out one of their recipes. I uh, watched them make um, brined baked potatoes. So they, mm-hmm. like, when I make baked potatoes, I wrap them in tinfoil, stick them in the oven for an hour, and that's pretty much it. So they had me, like, making a, a, a brine mixture, rubbing it on the, uh, on the potatoes, and then uh, I baked them, and then, like, without any tinfoil, which I thought was weird and, like, blew my mind. But they came out beautifully, and they had, like, the crispy um, um, skin on the potato, so you could just kind of eat the whole thing. Ugh. I was like, these people know what they're talking about. Yeah, so you were sold on at that point. I don't know if I've tried anything. I don't know if I've tried, like, a specific thing that they've cooked. It's just, like, I try and pick up, like, this, like the concepts that they talk mm-hmm. about. Like, mm-hmm. they'll tell you, like, oh, if you're making tomato sauce, don't use tomato paste because tomato paste has, like, no real tomato flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already been cooked out of it. Make sure you use, like, crushed tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that. I'm like, I need to commit this to memory. This is good to know. <laughs> like... <laughs> And it all makes sense. Like everything that they say just kind of seems like it obviously is the right way to do it. Yeah. And they, they very much um, get over, like they always mention like in our, in our tests, um, we noticed that, you know, a tablespoon of sugar was just a little bit too sweet. Mm-hmm. And like, they never try to make you feel like you're a dumbass if you did it, but they're like, look, if you want to do it right, do it like this. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. And, like, I will say that is part of, like, sometimes they do this, I enjoy seeing it, but there are points where I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to do it like that. <laughs> it's like, like, um, I watched one, and it was, like, cast iron pans, and they're like, well, if you heat up a cast iron pan on the stove, it's actually be really uneven. The proper way would be to put it in your oven and preheat the cast iron pan with the oven as the oven preheats and leave it in there for 30 minutes before you even start cooking. So, okay. like, I'm going to pre... <laughs> preheat the pan for 30 minutes before I even start cooking. It's like, all right, I got a job. Like, I can I, home and preheat my cast iron. I actually do 
do that. I don't do it for 30 minutes. It's just like while the oven is preheating or whatever, I will stick it. I will stick my cast iron in there to because I feel like it makes a more nonstick coating when you heat the oil up. Um, I don't know how it's different from the stovetop, but it does seem to, to help better. Supposedly it's a more even heat because it is a what they said is that is a myth that some people think that cast iron heats more evenly when in fact that is not true it just retains the heat better uh-huh. so if you thought it heated more evenly then you're a dumbass <laughs> and you need to watch america's <laughs> test kitchen and educate yourself yeah. so. uh you are you make a you know a signature dish um so i know that you know how to throw down um because i've had your jambalaya before and it's very good and it's interesting, like, honestly, the jambalaya is something that I've done in my own personal test kitchen. Like, yes. every time I cook it, it's like I try and, like, I'll change one thing. Like, oh, if I do it like this, it will come out better. So, it's like the one, they really should invite me, honestly. You I know, mean, they shouldn't because they just expert. crap all over me. They would <laughs> crap all over me. Like, not really. Um, now, one thing, they haven't done it yet, but another thing they do, so Bridget and Julia are your two main hosts, but then they also bring in, like, a, a like, they have a staff of chefs, and you see the same people, mm-hmm. like, like multiple times. It's, like, quite a few of them, but sometimes they're the ones who know how to do it, and sometimes they're sort of, like, the spectators, mm-hmm. and they're, like, sitting under the learning tree themselves as one of the test kitchen chefs comes in and sort of... um like explains like like I've been working on this for a week in the test kitchen. I'm going to show you what we found sort of thing. I kind of love that idea. It's like they're showing off for their boss or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I figured this out. And then they're all they're like usually like really into it. You know, they really want to learn um and get over like this method of doing it. So they they do a really good job in those little teaching segments. Yeah, so I guess when I make the jumble, I should be pre in my cast iron. You uh, should. What am I, I mean, I bet it makes all the difference, Jake. Um, now I feel lazy. <laughs> I didn't, didn't do it correctly. Now, I do it when you have to season it. I know you're supposed to season it, um, you yes. know, every now and then where you put it in the oven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it depends. Like, if I'm in the mood for it, I'll really go all out and, like, go full bore. Like, if I have all day and I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to do this all day. And like, um, you know, drink, obviously. Yeah, I'm just... I, that is, I was just going to say, like, that is one of my favorite things to do is just like storm up in the kitchen and just like pour myself a drink and just start making stuff. Like, it's very therapeutic. Yeah, like my, my wife's uncle one time about the jambalaya, actually, he told me like, um, you know, he's like more country. And mm-hmm. he was like, he's like, I bet you just like making that jambalaya because it gives you an excuse to sit around and cook and drink. I'm like. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> like, like what? Of course. What do you mean? Your point is. Why else? Are... <laughs> yes. Also, like, I'm is... a fat shit. I don't know if you didn't include yeah, that. Like, so. Yeah. So it's like, of course, that's what I'm going for. Like, do you not think that's fine? So they're making this lasagna, and they've made the sauce, and now and they've cooked the noodles, and now they're layering uh, the sauce, the noodles, and the cheese, and they're doing already, to me, an interesting um, format with their lasagna because she lays uh, one layer of the pasta um, kind of lengthwise in the pan, and then the 
sauce and then the cheese and then the next layer she'll do like up and down on the pan so it kind of makes like a crosshatch effect on the pasta noodles which i think is genius like of course you should do that why have you not been doing that yeah and i'm sure if we'd have we'd be listening to it they have all these like very intricate reasons as to why you would do that i feel like it would structure it you know and keep it from being yeah. like slide off you know because when you get lasagna and it's hot yeah. it just like slide like bleh, like blobs of lasagna um so i feel like a structure wise this is going to help yeah now uh, is there a difference between so you mentioned cook's country which is kind of like so on the pluto channel Mm-hmm. It kind of rotates between those two, and they're essentially the same show. Yeah, um, because, yeah, I, I'm really not sure what their association was, um, but that's the iteration that I knew originally was Cook's Country. So, Which, I, like, Cook's Country, I feel is the only difference is they're, like, in that country house. I they love pretty that much country do, house, too. Yeah, it's, oh, man, it's just, they just seem like they live an amazing life. Like. Yes. <laughs> I, I imagine in this all the New chefs, England country house. Yeah, I imagine all the chefs just like dorm there, you know, like they have like an apartment on campus of this amazing like test kitchen compound. Do you think uh, Bridget and Julie are, you know, puffing the chiba? What you think? I, I would actually love to believe that. Um, and then I feel like they're if they are getting high and cooking this shit and eating it, then they are living their best life <laughs> because which, which is, I watch this show um, high a lot of times and I'm just like dying <laughs> to eat this food. It's a very zen show. And like, so they just got to the point too, which is there's a lot of, I think another reason the show satisfying is because it has a very consistent format. Mm. And like, so one trope is, um, like they just finish this lasagna and then they take the bite and like put over how great it is kind of, but they don't oversell it. They don't do like the infomercial, like oversell. Mm-mm. They just take a bite and you're like, they're just like, man, that's mm, good. It's awesome. And then uh, another trope that I really enjoy is that they walk you back through the recipe yes. and remind you what you've just seen. Um, I love that touch and it does really help to like go back over it and, a lot of these techniques will stay with you if you see it um, and then watch them eat it and then have them repeat it back to you. I don't know. There's something about that format sticks with me. Oh, I'm in a weird commercial now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have um, somebody, Dr. Squatch. Looks like a gummy worms what... commercial. So this time I wondered about Pluto. Maybe you know. So, like, are the ads consistent or do they, like – so like if you and I are watching the same channel, do we get the same ads or like? No, I, I would feel like say the mine are, are targeted. Yeah, because I had a very male centric ad just now for you some kind of like so. like man soap, but now I'm getting one for this um, Disney movie with Danny DeVito. I have <laughs> often felt targeted. We'll talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> I've often felt targeted by these commercials too. Um, but yes, they're in every episode of this show that I've done. We always usually get different commercials. Sometimes we'll sync up um, and get the same one, but and then they're very repetitive too um, across all the channels. Is sometimes you get really annoyed. I will say that is the downfall of Pluto, but some of these are really funny. So my thing is like we talked about earlier. A lot of times I have this like on the background. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm just sort of like, honestly, I'll put it on when I'm cooking. I know. I'll put it on like the iPad, put it on the counter. Now, one thing too about it being on Pluto is even in the short time I've been watching it, it's like I do catch a lot of the same ones, mm-hmm. which you would think in this age, like normally my brain, which is so used to stream where I'm like, okay, I have to always be watching something new mm-hmm. because there's so much stuff. I, there's no way I have enough time to watch some I've already seen. And a lot of times if it's one that I've seen, I won't necessarily turn it off, but I'll kind of be like, oh, I saw this one. But then when you get one that you haven't seen that you don't remember, it's like the greatest moment. You're like, oh, shit, I haven't seen yeah. the one where they make this. Like, yes. <laughs> you get so hyped and you're like, oh, man, this is amazing. Which is like how you felt watching TV back when TV was right. like just regular ass TV. Yeah, regular ass TV. Oh, uh, we have a tasting lab coming up. One of their segments with uh, – Jack Bishop. So his uh, gimmick is that he will they'll pick a subject. Today's anchovy tasting, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so then he'll run down like all the extensive testing that they've done with their uh, testers and um, then he has her taste everything and then he reveals the winner of the taste test. Um, this is very cool because you learn like Mm-hmm. These weird ass facts about these products that you never would have expected to ever know in your life. Yeah, this is one of my favorite segments is when he does. And also like Jack Bishop, because he's kind of he's like a little sassy, which I kind of like. He is. Like if he's going to make him like, I, I don't know what he's saying right now because I don't have the sound on. But I assume like anytime they have to do something weird where it's like not a food you would really eat by itself isolated, he'll like make jokes about it. Like, well, well I've got a treat for you today. You get to eat some anchovies. Like, <laughs> like he's always like has a little zinger. Yeah. And like the ones that suck, he tries to not like completely bury them, but he like yeah. low key buries them. Which he makes is fun. it clear. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel about anchovies? I'm interested in this taste test. Um. So anchovies. Is so. <laughs> I've come to figure out that, like, apparently anchovies are in, like, a lot of shit that I like. I never, like, Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire, Worcestershire, whatever the fuck. Um, Worcestershire. Apparently, that's, like, one of the main flavors of that, and I love that shit. Mm -hmm, Me too. When I was a kid, like, I would, like, douse my food. Like, if we ate, like, meat, like a steak or something, I was, like, flooding that shit with Worcestershire (laughs) sauce. And so, apparently, I must like anchovy flavor now i've never eaten on pizza or anything like the idea of it like how she's eating it where you're just like eating pieces of it is kind of intimidating that yeah. kind of scares me Are i bet it's not bad it? i bet it's just like salty salty yeah and salty. slightly fishy you know i feel like it probably just melts like you said you don't even know i think it's in uh some dressings and stuff like caesar salad or something so yeah, I think it just really, like, blends into – it's not supposed to be, like, the main focus of something. It's just supposed to enhance the flavor. And and, and so what they do is, like, they use – well, I don't not on Test Kitchen. On Cook's Country, they kind of have an audience, and then the audience tries it too. But on here, I guess they don't. But pretty consistently, I would say, like, I don't know if I've ever seen it where, like, the one that they think is the worst and the one that they think is the best, mm-hmm. she, like, always is, like – um, matches what they say. Yes. Like she'll be like, I like this one the best. And Jack's always like, well, well you know what? That's the one that takes this. Like, always. It's, it's, I mean, it's very satisfying because you know she knows her shit. 
like the ones like he's gonna have this one where he's like, Well, you know, we actually looked at the ingredients and uh there's actually cat piss in this one, so uh <laughs> you know, we really don't want the cat piss flavor. So you <laughs> And then they always bury it for being cheap too, because usually the one that's like usually the one that's the worst is like cheap and it's cheap like one. you know, you get what you pay for, like <laughs> that's my Jack Bishop impression. <laughs> You spend a little money, get a better outcome in your cooking. Quality ingredients is a big deal in this show. And I, I definitely pop when it's something I'm familiar with. And like if it's something I like, you know, like uh, like if it's some brand. Like they have Cento or whatever. I've used that before. That's a pretty good brand of like canned shit. Mm-hmm. So $13. Good Lord. Yeah, Apparently anchovies cool. are expensive. Well, you can get the cheap shit for three dollars. <laughs> you know, if you want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, because but like you said, like they all know their stuff. So she's tasting. She's like, oh, this one's got a high salt content. Yeah. This one's kind of salty. And of course, she's like, of course, we uh, tested in the lab, and this had the most salt. I love when they. Now I do kind of. I check out a little bit when they get a little too sciencey. That's when I sort of. Like, cause sometimes they really get down to like the molecular level, and I'm like, all right, this is a little too much for me. Like, I don't, like, I don't understand. They'll be like, well, when you cook an egg, the reason why you have to mm-hmm. put the cream in there is because the cell walls of the, like, they always talk about cell walls. I find <laughs> everything's about the cell wall. Like, well, you don't want to do that, cause then you break the cell wall and it ruins the texture. <laughs> See, I was told I, there would, I was told there wouldn't be science. <laughs> See, now I was a huge fan of Good Eats um, on Food Network, mm-hmm. and that show deep dives into the science of food. The way that they handle it in this show, uh, when they want to be sort of like nerdy and detaily about it, is that usually it's during the middle of a demo, and then Julia or Bridget will like kind of do an aside, so she'll kind of like angle away and the camera will kind of like go with her and then she'll have the brief little science explanation and then they just carry on so it's not like beating you over the head with it um yeah. it's just sort of like a little um the more you know <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah like a little tidbit yeah, yeah so um I, I i'm a fan of how they handle that well I think you're right, because, like you said, I like Out in Brown, but I could never get it in goodies, because there's a little bit, because it's like what they do on here, but it's a little bit too extreme for me, where he's, like, literally just making, like, popcorn or something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm not that interested <laughs> a half an hour on, like, the molecular structure of popcorn, and, like, and he does a lot, like, like what you were saying earlier, his is a lot of, like, doing like movie parodies and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. And, uh, but like, there's no, I could ever like binge watch that. Like I watched this where I'll just put it on and leave it on. Cause it's just too much. I so, used to, yeah. I, I, I was like, cause he's very theatrical and, uh, I really enjoy his sense of humor and his, his quirkiness. So I, yeah, I used to be super into I, Literally never cooked anything that he ever made in all of the hours that I watched that show. So it was purely for entertainment. Uh, this is way more like <laughs> reality-based mm-hmm. cooking. Yeah. This is like Ooh, we get you like, all right, I, need, I need Yeah. So I was about to say this guy, I don't know his name, but this the handsome man. He, he is comes on. very nice looking. Look at yeah. that beard. Very nice salt and pepper look. Oof. 
Yeah, but I guess as I've gotten older, maybe I, I just want to watch my, my work rate cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> You're not into the cinematic. <laughs> yeah, not only the cinematic Shows. cooking show. Just get down to the yeah. reality-based, yeah. sports-based approach. <laughs> wow, that was sexy the way he grated that garlic. See, and I, I, could, see, I missed it, what they're making. Yeah, I don't know either. And Is he just like making garlic butter? I believe okay. so. Okay. I mean, he put garlic in butter. That's basically what he just did. But to your point, it's like not super high. Like he just used the microwave. Like yeah. they're not, yeah. they're not so like, Bougie. you know, like well we make the best stuff because yeah, because we're using like, you know, butter that costs twenty dollars a stick, like imported <laughs> yeah. from Sweden or some shit. Like <laughs> they like try and keep it like reasonable within. Now I am very always jealous of their stuff, like their equipment, yes, like those ovens are like the nicest oh. ovens I've ever seen. Everything that they have. Oh, they have this grill. I don't know if you've ever seen them grill outside. That thing's awesome, too. Yeah, like, all their stuff is so nice. Like, I just want all their equipment. So. I think yeah, that would be my job, really. Ooh, now they're talking about buying garlic at the supermarket. The difference between dehydrated garlic, garlic powder, and granulated garlic. See, this is useful information. Mm-hmm. And then he's still starting to think, and to your point earlier, they kind of zoomed in on her face as mm-hmm. she's explaining it. Mm-hmm. So it's like she did like a, um, what do you call that, like a, a soliloquy or something? Like like a monologue? Like she, yeah, like yeah. she like broke the fourth wall yeah, and she started did. to talk to the audience. <laughs> I love it. Oh, See, this man. is fun, too, because we kind of missed really what he was doing. So this is fun, too, if you just kind of put it on. You're trying to figure out, like, all right, what the hell is what, he doing? What, <laughs> what, are, what are we making? But see, like I said, they'll recap it for you and then, so you know you'll figure it out. But this fucking garlic butter looks fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's so simple. Yeah. Like, literally, he's just throwing shit in a little bowl and making garlic butter, but, like, it's the most best garlic butter. Obviously. You get to watch a, a very handsome middle-aged man Yes. do it for you. Yeah, you do. Oh. Oh, look at there. Oh, my God, that bread looks so good. Now we're just getting into the, like, uh, like we're watching food porn. Definitely. Just live watching food porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on keto, so yes, I do feel like <laughs> <all> bread. <laughs> it's just really, I mean, any cooking show, that's really what it's, yeah, you know. Exactly. At the end of the day, that that's what you're looking for is that, that sweet, sweet food footage. <laughs> you could have your doggy styles and your threesomes all you want, but <laughs> I, I'm into watching people butter bread. But here we go. See, like, simple-ass thing, like garlic bread. Like, so I assume he's making garlic bread, and he just explained, like, well, you put it in 350 because if you put it in at 375, we found the bread got dried out. Because literally, like, if you read about it, they will really make it like 60 times. Yes, they will. I Can love you imagine, it. Imagine like having to eat like you're like 30 <laughs> and just, like I'm so sick of garlic bread. <laughs> Never. And, like you know what I mean? Someone's like, well, what do you think? Is the texture? You're like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've eaten garlic bread 14 times in the past two days. I'm over this. Oh no, what's he doing? Oh, this is a what's technique. He doing? He's mushing it. Why is he mushing it? 
Okay, so he flipped it over and put another sheet pan on top of it and stuck it back in the oven. So I guess he's browning or trying to crust it up or something. Oh, well, it worked. Or flatten it? Is he trying to flatten it? Yeah, it looks looks gorgeous. Oh, Oh, my God. Now, one thing for me, and this is just like a general cooking show thing, and like in this segment, it shows through is like y'all are now washing these dishes because no. he just dirtied about fourteen things to make oh, garlic bread. Shit. Yeah, he he dirtied two pans because he dirtied the one pan and then he pressed the other pan on top of it. It's like you know, like y'all are obviously not washing these dishes. I never think about that when I'm in the. Well, I try not to because it bums me out. I don't want to be like. Mm-hmm confined by the dishwasher you know to like create my shit so i'll just use whatever the hell i want to and i'm just like whatever i'll do dishes it doesn't matter i want to use every equipment available to me (laughs) meanwhile my husband uses the same fork to like cook the entire (laughs) bowl and then eat it (laughs) i'm just like what fish efficiency yeah that he's like minimum amount I'll try and like clean as I go sometimes. It that makes me feel better. Like I'm like I'm keeping up. Mm-hmm. Like if I put it just try and put it straight in the dishwasher because it makes me less anxious. I agree. No, we didn't get the on this episode, we did not get the equipment segment. I was wondering if they would have one coming up. We still got some time, I think. Or nope. This one's over. You yeah. wanna watch another? We gotta watch another, right? Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Fuck. We have too many personalities. Yeah, we, we got at least. Yeah, we got to cycle. Like, who, who, who's the equipment guy? Oh man, they just showed him. I hope they do the equipment on this one. Yeah, I never remember their names, but he's great too. Because they do the one where it's similar to the tasting of the ingredient, but then they do like some type of equipment, like yeah, like uh, the best stuff. tongs or something. Yeah, I've actually seen the tongs one before. Oh, that's this guy? that's one I pop for because like um, it's like what is it OXO brand and like we have mm-hmm. some and mm-hmm. one time it was like we had something that they had and I was like oh my goodness <laughs> we have the best I made the right decision <laughs> you do feel <laughs> oddly validated don't you <laughs> yeah, yes it's like a it's like a religion and you're like yeah. am I am I following the tenets <laughs> of the test kitchen. Bridget and Julia think. Oh. Which my life is a constant struggle to remember who's Julia and who's Bridget. I don't know. I feel like um, Bridget has the longer hair, and then Julia has the sassy shortcut. <laughs> I could be totally opposite on that. I do but love I totally, their humor, though. Oh yeah, there and it's very like it. It's like gentle, if that makes sense. Like a just like a pleasant like. La 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 la, <laughs> you know, just like a yeah, like a fairy. And it's not like over the top cheesy, really, either. No, it's like not. Corny. No. Like they'll make jokes about like um, like they'll put butter on something, and it'll be like, hmm, what's uh, <laughs> you know, like how about like everything's a little bit of butter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tons of jokes like that. Do you like some bread with your butter? Oh, uh, what did she say? Like, there was something she didn't like one time, 
And uh, now this is where some people check out the egg, and she goes like, "Well, I'm out the door." <laughs> you know, like very like um, it's like grandmotherly like joke. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. I'm on a Doctor Sasquatch commercial. That's see, that's what I had earlier. The Doctor Sasquatch. That was very male um, target. Males, yeah, soap. Might be one of those. Um, maybe it's manscaping related. <laughs> Aggressive. Dreaded manscaping. Uh, yes. <laughs> Aggressive market manscaping. <laughs> it's like all the dudes have big mustaches. Like, You're not a man unless you have a big mustache, Jake. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, so this episode is Mediterranean cooking, which Ooh. they do kind of have these, these themes that they go with. Mm-hmm. And see in the see in Cook's country, they dress a little more casual too, because sometimes they'll come out and they got their their jeans on. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we see all the people in the back chopping. I mean, they're very busy back there. Du- dutifully chopping. Completely no selling that they're filming a TV show. <laughs> now it kind of makes me want to watch them instead of. Oh, this mm-hmm. looks good. Grilled swordfish skewers with tomato scallion something. That's all. So now, gonna... I know one of the things of, of of skewers is that you have to make sure, and I may have learned this from this show or something, but it's like you got to make sure everything you put on there can cook. cook. At the same time. Yes. Or else Mm -hmm. one part will be overcooked. Mm -hmm. And then then you're in some deep shit. That's why most of the times they will do like a meat skewer Mm -hmm. and then like a veggie skewer. Now, I always remember this guy. See, I always remember this guy because, and this makes it sound like I'm being mean. I'm really not. But it's because like when he talks, he has a thing where like his mouth goes like one way. And I always remember that about him. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I see that. if you watch him, like his lip always goes like this yeah. direction. I don't know if it's just like, like how he Rocky? talks or what, but <laughs> yeah, like he always has this, like his lip like curls up and goes to one side. But yeah, he's a hmm, starting to wonder about um, uh, the selective firing of Bridget and Julia. They are <laughs> seem to have a type. Seems to have a type here. He sliced up that eggplant real good. Mm. Eggplant. <laughs> So there is roasting some cherry tomatoes. Delicious. So see, like already he is going with. I feel like he's probably telling us that if you're putting all this stuff on one skewer, you're an idiot. Like, because <laughs> he seems to be separating everything yes. on his pan. Like, yes. but like he said, they're always very gentle. Like about the wrong way to do it, they just kind of explain to you, well, you can't do it like that, or it's gonna <laughs> overcook. It's like the most patient mother ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. like, I don't love, I don't understand this level of patience. I would never, never be able to be on this show. Another thing I find interesting, like watching a lot of cooking shows is a lot of like professional chefs. I feel like a lot of this, like he's doing this and he's like, oh, well, you want to cut it a uh, inch and a quarter or whatever. But then when you watch, like, professional chefs on, like, cooking competition shows and stuff, they're just, like, completely, like, free-balling it. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, they're not specific at all. They're just, like, throwing stuff, like, chopping stuff, throwing seasoning in the pan. Like, they don't measure anything. 
So it's interesting to see them here because they're so precise. Like they have it all pre-measured and stuff. But then a lot of professional chefs, I feel like, would think that's like, like amateurish. You know, I don't know. Well, they, you know, it, it's it's about how you approach the food. So uh, like a lot of celebrity chefs are sort of like emotional based mm-hmm. cookers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're little like cooks instead of chefs. Like they want there. It's like an art. And they want to create something particular every time. And this is more about the consistent best results. Someone maybe say that it is. Maybe the purists would say that this is a, you know, unartful way of cooking. I don't know. I, I believe it has its own art, honestly. I mean, yeah, I think it, it has like a, I believe it makes you use a different part of your brain because I, I mean I, I have like dishes that I feel like emotionally attached to I, and I think everybody you know does like your jambalaya so like you know I feel like you make that more from your heart than you ever would like sitting there measuring the shit out yeah and I think part of it too is probably those professional chefs are probably doing this and they don't even have to think about it like yeah. you know like they just know how to like right it's they know what a teaspoon feels yeah like and it's just like something i can't even imagine because i just like when i watch them chop like i'm like how the fuck are you doing it's like (laughs) it's like insane to me like you know like they'll chop this stuff and it's like like i'll watch whatever like chopped or something and they're like making all this stuff like it would take me 30 minutes just to chop all this (laughs) stuff up like and i'm like all right i got it chopped and like i'm supposed to have they have it done already like well, when they go like to culinary just, school, they just make them sit there and fucking chop until they have the perfect chop of, like, every single fucking vegetable that exists. And it's, like, over and over and over again until it's muscle memory, and they're not even thinking about it. It's amazing. It is amazing. Maybe I'm just, maybe I just romanticized <laughs> chefs and food. <laughs> oh, I love that grill. You know, they always clean it, too. So yeah, they clean do. it and Very oil special. it. You want to do, make sure you oil the grill. Now I'm noticing the lip thing. Every <laughs> Thanks for that, Jake. Sorry. It's just some of, to prove that I've watched this a lot. <laughs> I know the, uh, that this guy's, I believe shows a certain direction. So what they did was they like seasoned some halibut and skewered it. And then they had the tomatoes and the eggplants. Um, what else did they put? Yeah, they have some scallions. Scallions. Yeah, there you go. Green onions. Some uh, thick eggplant. Well, it has to stand up to the grill. It will soften on the grill. Yep. Eggplant takes the longest to cook. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever thought of um, grilling green onions before, but I'm... Kind of interested in what that would taste like. Yeah, one thing I've so we do the um, I don't know if you ever done them, but we do a lot of like the meal kit things, like the Blue Apron and all that shit. I've never pulled the you trigger know. on that. Oh, you should try it if you're yeah. into cooking. You should try it. Yeah, because see those you learn to. It's kind of like this too, where you pick up because it sort of tries to teach you stuff. Like one thing I learned from those is with the green onions is like every time you get them, they always make you separate the whites and the greens and mm-hmm. like cut them up separately mm-hmm. and you always put the whites 
in like cooked the whites and the greens are always like garnish. Right. Stuff yes. like that. But yes. I would recommend if we can get a sponsorship. Blue yes. Apron. Blue Apron? Sponsor. You feel like that's the best? Blue Apron is like so it depends what you look for. Blue Apron is probably like the most like interesting and kind of exotic food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably the most involved to cook, I would say. Where like then they have HelloFresh, which is more like I would say a little bit simpler, but still good. But they don't really get as intricate mm-hmm. and like it because like Blue Apron will have you cooking like all kind of like like African food and stuff <laughs> like that, and really like goes out there with like you know some really complex stuff. But it's real. I don't know. It's pretty fun. You'll probably enjoy it. I probably would. I've actually looked at it several times and always talked myself out of it um, because I like to make stuff up and not mm-hmm. super go recipe. I mean, I, if I use a recipe, I usually modify it in some way. Um, I hardly ever go straight off a recipe, um, which I could probably do with Blue Apron as well, really. I mean, I think there's probably some room in there. But also, I need keto, so I don't know if they offer yeah. I think they do. I think there's some that are like uh, keto specific ones because it's like so big. There's like a million of them now. It's mm-hmm. kind of like blown up yeah. where there's so many of them. But it will teach you like even like from following their recipes, you'll realize like like I always thought making like a tomato sauce, like a like a pasta sauce, like red sauce was this like crazy thing. Like like I had no idea what you did to it. And then right. I started doing those and like how they make you do I'm like, that's all you do. It's just like. Yeah. Literally crushed tomatoes, all. like oregano, like some garlic, and like that makes like pasta. I always thought red it was just, wine, like, definitely. Yeah, like I thought it was like some crazy exotic thing that like I had to be like Italian to <laughs> know how to do or something. <laughs> I'm not qualified to make tomato yeah. sauce. So they chop, they grilled everything, and then they're chopping up everything, which looks kind of fucking disgusting. Yeah, you just got like a big. Bench like, yeah. See, I like eggplants, but I feel like it, even he's making them right here. I feel like when I do eggplant, I could never get the right. It always comes out kind of mushy. Yeah, I think this. it's meant to be mushy. I yeah. mean, like, unless you're going to bread it and fry it, it's not going to get <laughs> crisp. I think I'm more of a zucchini if I'm going for a, I don't know what you would call that type of vegetable. <laughs> Um, <laughs> penis-shaped vegetable. <laughs> I'm more of a zucchini man. <laughs> I think that's a technical term. It's on the food thing. chart. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what would be a good segment they should have in here is like you should be able to like write to them or like email them with like questions about stuff. Oh, I bet you can. That would be a good segment. Just like follow them on social and stuff. I don't even know if they have such things. It seems like they're very mm-hmm. like off in their own little world. Like they like Twitter doesn't exist in in this version of reality. <laughs> you know, this public broadcasting. Yes, this is like perfect land where everybody makes this amazing food yeah, on, at home. You still have to send them like a postcard to the country house <laughs> out in New Hampshire or wherever the hell. That looks fantastic. You know, like, I would want to send them and be like, I've been trying to cook, you know, I don't know, scallops. Can you tell me the proper way to cook a scallop? 
like the Cook's Country America's Test Kitchen mailbag. That would be, be really cool, actually. But they probably already done everything. Like, what could you possibly ask them? They haven't yeah. already done it. They just tell you. They just read it on air, and they're just like, "Well, if you go back to the episode, <laughs> I think it's been on for like twenty years." Yeah, it's like forever. Yeah, like, well, if you go back to episode four, we actually did that. Go find it. <laughs> episode four. <laughs> or like you just suggest the mail back to him. Like we have a very strict format. <laughs> we are we are not breaking this format because this is how we roll. We tell America about the kitchen. We don't take questions. And I mean, they get the the Pluto treatment of getting their own channel, which is yeah. I feel like big deal. It yeah. is. It's a huge deal. On the same level as your Degrassi's and your mm-hmm. American Gladiators, um, American Gladiators and Siesta Key. <laughs> Siesta Key. Siesta <laughs> Key. Seen the Siesta Key commercial so many times. I really I need them that. to make a dessert. Um, we haven't seen mm-hmm. one yet, and I need to live vicariously a little bit. Yeah, they do do the desserts, which is some of their most precise. Oof, like yeah. cooking it's a dessert. Yeah, baking baking's you know, pretty sciencey, so and I feel like yeah. that takes the most like um experimentation is is in baking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a good baker because I'm too too sloppy. <laughs> too sloppy. <laughs> like I'm too I don't have the patience to measure it out like and do a good job in like making stuff look nice. So we got another tasting. We're not getting the equipment. More tasting. Oh, and we are more tasting. tasting. Greek cheeses. Oh, wait. American. Feta cheeses. Uh, oh, which we have some American, some Greek. So my money is on the Greek. Uh, yeah. So the American cheese had a lot more salt. <laughs> the Americans have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. They don't go through all the stages that the Greeks do. <laughs> lazy, lazy Americans. Do you like feta cheese? Oh, I love it. Ooh, yeah. That's good. There is that many cheeses I do not love. Yeah, that's true. I feel like um, it's very much um, <clears throat> sparingly use kind of cheese, like topping, and that's pretty much mm-hmm. it, like on a salad or, you know, something, but... Um, I think it's weird to just sit up and like straight up eat like ch- feta cheese. Yeah, the, the weirdest like, one I've seen on here is um, um, the weirdest one I've seen on the taste is um, he made her taste uh, fish sauce <laughs> in like, and he was like, yeah, this is not really something you would normally you know <laughs> eat just by take itself. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to be taking shots of fish sauce. <laughs> But like he, but that's kind of part science. of it. Is like he's like kind of having fun with it because it's like he knows he's fucking with it a little bit. So he's like, "Oh, I got something in store for you today." I can't wait to watch you drink this shit. She's like, "Oh, Jack, you rascal!" She goes along with it. She's a good sport. Chooses my all-time favorite. I always love when she's kind of shocked. Like I saw one with the hot sauce, and they pulled the hot sauce out, and like. Um, no. It was, it was like the one she hated. And she's like, oh my goodness, I have to sell my house. <laughs> but she's going to go home and throw that shit out. <laughs> this guy yeah, kind of reminds me 
I don't know. Uh, this guy reminds me of uh, like great grandpa Andy Atherton. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got an Andy vibe, right? I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. He kind of playful, you know. Oh, so I have seen that brand. I like when I, there's brands I'm familiar with. Because sometimes they have, I think this is Northeast. I think they're in the Northeast. Because sometimes they, they have brands. Yeah, I think they have some brands that uh, I am not familiar with. And then sometimes they're like missing brands, like Southern brands. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> it's fucking like yanks. <laughs> So they did have one. Um, yeah, I know Boar's Head as a brand name, yep. but that was not good, apparently. I've seen there was one where they did all New Orleans food, and they did king cakes. Ooh. And I had to give them props because the one they said the worst is the worst. <laughs> like, man, can't, I can't argue with y'all. They're making barley. Was- I feel like we're getting kind of some dud episodes as far as, like, <laughs> dishes go. I mean, they're great, but, like... Not, we haven't got any good fat shit stuff. No. They're it's cooking kind of like... I guess I guess because it's Mediterranean food, which Probably I think is, like... that makes sense. I think the Mediterranean diet is considered, like... Like, if you're going for, like, all-around, like, healthy, but... Because, you know, like, they'll say... You know, uh, like certain diets, like they help you lose weight, but it's not really healthy per se. Where I think that the Mediterranean diet is considered like the best diet, like as far as your weight, like actually being healthy and stuff. Like, fun and they're fact. cooking poorly <laughs> right now. I have never thought to myself, I'd really love a big old pot of barley right now, but I guess they're making some sort of salad. Uh, this is a first I've seen. They. Have the label blurred out on that. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, I don't know what that, that was. It was very strange. I don't know. I've never seen them have to blur out a label. on like a food. molasses. I've never heard of pomegranate molasses before. But, yeah, I don't think we've gotten much in turn. Because they made, like, shish kebab skewer things, mm-hmm. which were kind of healthy. It was just, like, swordfish. Real fish and, and veggies, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's the shit I should be paying attention to, but it's like, I want them to make <laughs> Yeah. Can we make a skillet cookie again? <laughs> Just picking uh, something random. That's something I remember that I want to make soon. <laughs> a skillet cookie? That does sound delicious. How do you make yours? I, I haven't made one. I, I saw it on here and I don't want to make it. Well, I've made the ones, like, I've gotten it, like, for Christmas, like, people get you that, and I it's, like, the yeah. little mini ones. Yeah. You get the mini ones, and it's got, like, the you know, a little iron. skillet. Yeah. Yeah. those, but I've never made the full America's Test Kitchen certified skillet good. cookie. I'm sure it is. I, mean, I have a kick-ass um, chocolate chip cookie recipe uh, that I would have to really consider deviating from that um it is the best cookie recipe ever made so i don't think america's test kitchen will get any better than that see that would be fun too if you could like send them your recipe Mm -hmm. and they test it and tell you why you're wrong (gasps) what that would be awesome and tell you why you're wrong 
And you're like, I can't even be mad because y'all are so gentle. <laughs> and then, like, they show it to you, and then you make it. And then and you, you be like, like yeah. All right, all right, let's see about this bullshit. You take it. Yeah, it was a little bit too salty. Fuck. No, right we're right. <laughs> yes. Three quarters of a to, teaspoon. I just want them to make all my life decisions for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, gently tell me about it. Like, no, Jenny, this is what you're going to do today, okay? All right, whatever you say, I trust you. That's our future. We just need America's Test Kitchen, but like, for everything in life. Yes. Everything, literally. Like, this make every decision for you. Like, well, we made every possible decision you could have made, and this is the one that worked out best. <laughs> what? <Because. laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> really do a looking glass. I love that idea. I'm yeah, still tripping out over this says. molasses. I think that just sounds very weird. I can't even imagine what that would taste like. Now, they have this lady on, too. I've seen her quite a few times, and she has heavy, like, um, she has some heavy ant energy. <laughs> she you know was I mean? reminded me of, um, what's the aunt's name on Mama's Family? Or yes. the sister's name? Yes, name? I don't remember, but yes, very much so. I- Iris or Viola? Uh, um, she definitely has, like, a... Um, like my first grade teacher or something yes. like like elementary school teacher kind of energy to her Definitely. Like, like southern elementary school teacher i don't know <laughs> she's southern, but she just has that kind of yes. she's like on. she teaches your kid like at sunday school yeah <laughs> she's in the nursery at sunday school look how bridget's so happy to be hearing about this <laughs> she's just smiling and or julia nodding approval so happy to be learning these techniques what? Ooh, sulfur dioxide added how do you feel about this recipe does this look appetizing to you this looks like some kind of like weird hippie cereal <laughs> it's barley Honestly. and raisins and pomegranate now apparently which i can't i can't i have tryptophobia i can't with this <laughs> <pomegranate>. <laughs> the inside of a pomegranate makes me want to vomit it is a very weird looking fruit it's like a aliens insides <laughs> <laughs> i just hate it so uh, <laughs> i can't no, no. don't make me watch this oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is like oh, bridges to the side. Oh wow, it's kind of disgusting. <laughs> you eat this shit. <laughs> bridges to the side, like all the seeds <laughs> Yeah, bridges like this is all cool and all, but can we like make a <laughs> meatloaf or something? <laughs> How about fried yeah, chicken? they didn't have an episode like uh, a fat shit episode where they just come and they're like, here in America's Test Kitchen, we really usually cook a wide variety of foods, but this episode, we're fat shitting it up. As we love to, Bridget. <laughs> and then they're just really gentle and talking about like, <laughs> the, the, the dirtiest, best food ever. <laughs> All right, finally, God. 
But she got all the seeds out. All that for these gross-ass pomegranate seeds. <laughs> no, thank you. See, I have this idea that, like, um, it's like pomegranates are really expensive, too. Because the, the palm juice, like, any time I see that at the store, it's like $8 a bottle. And I'm like, Jesus. What the fuck does a pomegranate taste like? It's like, like that whole tier of foods. It's like pomegranates, like uh, pistachios. Oh, I love pistachios. Me but they too, are but they're, they're yeah. so expensive. They're worth it. Because, I mean, I have to get the shelled ones, and they're even more expensive because I'm not sitting there shelling mm-hmm. 8,000 pistachios. Okay, now it looks good. What the shit? Yeah, it looks... Without the pomegranates on there. No, you just fucked it up. The cheese. Yeah. Cheese. You know what I feel like I've seen a million times on here, though? It's like, I feel like I've seen them cook, like, a roasted chicken 400 times in different <laughs> ways on this show. Like, like I feel like this is the number one thing they make on here is a roasted chicken. Well, I mean. Like, All right, we're going to butter. Yeah, it's like one of The most you ever make at home is chicken like literally everybody makes chicken all the time i know i do that all right my <laughs> pomegranate i would probably eat that yeah, but, like, i've right. been like wanting to like branch out and like re um visit some foods that i've like traditionally always hated so like right now my my thing is olives not Super been a super olive fan, but I made a dish with olives last night. It was really good. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm opening myself up to new flavors. So I see you, pomegranate seeds, even though you're gross. Yeah. See, I think the technique with that, the way to go with that is you got to like eat in something where it's just a little bit in there. Because I'm like the same thing with olives. And I think my problem is I've tried to eat things where it's like, like a muffalata, where it's like mm-hmm. so much olive. It's like overload of olive. Mm-hmm. Or I've eaten things where like the there's just like a few olives like chopped up in there. I'm like, okay, this is not bad. Right. So it's like I think you gotta like dip your toe. Yeah, that looks like cereal. The way they're eating it is like yeah. cereal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Well, shit. I'm not gonna say I feel disappointed because I love this show and anything they do is is always a good watch. But you know, I, I was kind of looking for maybe a, a good dessert or something. Yeah. Well, you're in luck because it plays 24 hours a day. So. <laughs> so I'll just have to stay up all night watching this show. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Thanks for um, hanging out with me and watching the show, Jake. I had a blast. Me too. Um. I thanks for having me on here. I love Pluto, and I especially love America's Test Kitchen. Perfect. Um. Is there anything you want to tell me about? Uh. Any shows or anything coming out? Well, we do um, PTB NXT, which is a wrestling podcast about NXT, uh, UI, and our very, very close personal friend, Tim, do that show. And then I'm also on the North-South Connection feed, where I do a wrestling show on the ruthlessly aggressive um, era of WWE, so mainly wrestling stuff, if you're into that. Um, uh, Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Do you have any, um, like, social media or anything that you want to? promote yeah you can follow me on twitter uh jambalaya underscore jake as we talked about during the show about my um how that is the dish of my heart <laughs> which i do to that's what i do when i'm trying to win the hearts of people 
It works. <laughs> Bunch of pork um, fat and rice. Yep, so that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> so follow Jake. Um, we're going to be looking for a lot more recipe and America's Test Kitchen content from you on Twitter, there, Jake. Um, as for me, I have you know a ton of shows here on the Jenny Position. There's a new episode of The Journey Through Infinity. Um, about the ga- the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, that's a good one, so check it out. And the brother-sister rewatch uh, drops every Monday here on my feed. And um, on the North-South Connection podcast feed, I have a couple of shows of their um, The Extreme Th- Three-Way Dance, TNA Never Dies, and then a new comics podcast that I wanted to mention. It's called Shrink Rat. The Psychology of Superheroes. Um, it's a little bit different with me and our good close personal friend Tim and Sean Kidd. Uh, we talked about a famous Iron Man story called Demon in a Bottle, but we didn't review the comic. We um, sort of made it a little atmospheric and um, we, we look at Iron Man from a psychological angle, um, sort of an in-universe look. At him, so um, check that one out and let me know what you think. You can find me at Jenny Position on Twitter. Uh, thanks again, Jake, for talking to me about Pluto. See you next time. <laughs>